Hello. Hello, and welcome to How Rude, the exhaustive deconstruction of the classic 90s sitcom Full House. My name is John Pernasek, and unfortunately, my co-host Brandon Chogney is not to my immediate right, for this is just an official intro to our interview with the cast and one of the writers and directors of Full House, the musical parody. We just want to say, Brandon and I had a fantastic time in New York City, especially seeing this show, which we cannot recommend highly enough. Honestly, it is it is. Great. It is absolutely fucking filthy nasty, stuffed with deep cut references that only the most diehard of Full House fans will be able to pick up, along with some musical theater references that musical theater fans will be able to pick up on. We, we're not going to go into spoilers. We, we, we can't sort of give you all of our favorite moments and jokes, at least not now, because we want to at least wait until the show closes before we talk about that sort of thing. We, we want you, if you're going to see it, we want you to go see it with fresh eyes and fresh, clean ears. Clean out your ears. Your ears are fucking goddamn filthy. This is a fantastic interview. They they were so gracious. We, we want to thank specifically Seth, Marie, and Meg from the cast, Bob, one of the writers and directors, for sitting down with us. We know that on a Friday night, your instinct is to just get out the door and see your friends who came to see the show, but they took the time to sit down with us, and, and that that's really fantastic. We also want to thank Matt from the Merchandise Table. He provided free t-shirts for Brandon and I. These t-shirts are, I keep saying the word fantastic, uh, I don't think it's hyperbolic. These t-shirts are great. They say Jesse and the Rippers on the front, and then on the back are the tour dates for the 1993 tour of Jesse and the Rippers. Every single show date for that tour is at the Smash Club, and there's a Beach Boys reference in that tour schedule as well. Uh, Matt, thank you so much, and we also want to, of course, thank our New York City hosts for keeping us warm and cozy during this past weekend. If you want to go see the show, it's really easy to get tickets. Just go to fullhousethemusical.com. The theater is Theater 80, and it runs through Saturday December 19th. If you do go see the show and you want a free pair of sunglasses, if you use the hashtag If you are not a garbage monster like me and you see the show and you want a free pair of sunglasses, please don't belch or expel any sort of noxious Pokemon-like gas. Use Full House the Musical as a hashtag on Instagram, Twitter, or any other form of social media. Show Matt at the merchandise table and he will hook you up with that free pair of sunglasses. Sunglasses! Keeping our eyes shielded from the harmful rays of the oppressive sun since... Insert year here. Great job, Jonathan. Guys, this is a great interview We are so happy to have spoken with Seth, Marie, Meg, and Bob. They're going to introduce themselves properly here in a second. And, God, what else else can I do? What else can I say except cue that fucking theme song? Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paperboy... Welcome to How Rude, the exhaustive deconstruction of the classic 90s sitcom Full House. My name is John Pernasek, and to my immediate right is my co-host, whose name is... Brandon Shockney. Brandon Shockney. And we are very fortunate to uh, not be in Chicago right now. We are in New York City, and mm-hmm. we just saw Full House, the musical parody. And we are lucky enough also to be interviewing members of the team that brought that show to life. Uh, just real quick, what we like to do up, up top is to just get the intro of who everybody is and what their role is in the, in the production. 
So I guess uh, starting right here. Okay, I'm Bob McSmith. I'm one of the writers and directors of Full House the Musical, and I also voice Mr. Woodchuck. Fantastic. I'm Meg Halkovich, and I play Stephanie Judith Tanner. Great. My name is Seth Blum. I play Uncle Joey and others. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My name's Marie Ivey, and I play DJ Tanner. Fantastic. Uh, great. Well, we have uh, just a couple of questions. The, when we have people on the show uh, in Chicago, what we like to say, uh, what we like to ask them up top is, what was your relationship to the show like when you were approaching it? Like, were you very familiar? Had you no context at all? Um, so we were just curious how you grew up with it, quote unquote. Uh, anyone can feel free. I grew up, uh, this is Bob, I grew up watching it on TV, <laughs> and, um, you know, I had very, very fond memories of it, and so, after we finished writing, we did a Say by the Bell musical, Bayside the musical, and we did Showgirls the musical, and we're like, what other 90s pop culture phenomenon can we, like, really destroy? And, of course, Full House came to mind. I forgot how bad it was. I, I think I was an idiot as a child for actually enjoying it, because it's the most painful, <laughs> god-awful thing to rewatch. It's, it's a fog that rolls over you, I think, oh as a my kid. God. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to strongly disagree. <laughs> uh, you're wrong, but go ahead. Okay. Yes, conflict. You can pause your mouth for a second. But I watched it every day growing up, after school, and uh, then I have all eight seasons on DVD. Yep. And is that, do you have the, is it the house? Oh yeah, it's That's the house box set. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> and so when I booked this show, I started to watch all of it uh, again. And I'm also stuck. I it took me a while to get through season three. Yeah, uh, and I'm on season four right now. But I've been lending my DVDs out to everyone else, so I can't move on until I get them back. Awesome. And I have Jody Sweeten's book. Oh yes, yeah. it's what? so good. It's good. Oh yeah. It's it, the the best part about it that I know of is the fact that she went on like a campus tour saying she was off drugs and she was not. Oh exactly. Off drugs and I think she that's would be heroin. on drugs as she was saying that she was off, what? like in an auditorium full of college students. <laughs> that's acting. That's yes. what that is. Seth. That's right. Yeah, I was uh, just old and I was old. I'm older. So, uh, so you know, when all this was on, I was just old enough where it was, I was just way too cool, you know? Yep. And it was, like, something that was, like, squeaky clean, and I knew it was, and and the younger kids watched it. But I was, like, you know, I was interested in, like, Saved by the Bell, like, the controversies that, you know, like, the drug use, Jesse's drug, you know, caffeine drug use was, like, huge at the time. So, I, and I, you know, I, I remember that being in the news, but... The show itself, I didn't care for. I was just too cool for it. That's it. <laughs> Done. Later. Next. Awesome. I mean, I'm gonna have to agree with you. Seth. Oh, you're older too. I'm not no, old. No, she's not like old. Seth. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, no one is old like Seth. <laughs> yes. I just didn't watch it. I was more of a Goosebumps. Are you afraid of the dark, girl? Okay. So I was into like the scary stuff, and I was like, ah. Oh, Buckle House, uh, but I did binge watch it before when I found out. I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta get on the Full House bandwagon and uh-huh. like get on this." So I did watch some episodes, and it was painful. Yeah, was, <laughs> yeah. but it was good. You know? what, what were like, um, Meg? What did you love about the show when you're growing up? I don't even know. Like, I just remember I would. That was my show. Mm-hmm. That and like Gilmore Girls because my mom would always watch it. But just we, I would go home and I was like, "This is my routine. This is what I have to do." Because it was just something about that family that was so, like, they were friendly and they were funny. And, of course, now I watch it and I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. But back then, it was just so much fun because it was like, this is nothing like my family. But they all love each other and they're all having a great time. What I, what I said to Brandon after, right after the show was over, it's, in, it's insane to me that 
on stage, you guys as a cast feel like more of a family <laughs> that has actually gone through actual trials and tribulations than they ever did in eight seasons. <laughs> like I was like I was looking at the cast going, this is a group of people that have actually gone through something. Uh, so it's a credit to the effect of the show. Like it actually does have like a tangible effect. I think. I think parody is very specific. Like form of performance? Is there a certain approach to like performing it or writing it? It's things you keep in mind when trying to do parody specifically? Yeah. As opposed to That other? was such an interesting question doing a parody because I was thinking like because Dave Coulier I think was told to be try to be a comedian but everyone on the show knew he wasn't a good comedian you know and right. so it's like that that actor was told to be a good comedian but this so this actor how do you parody that? So you just got to be like all right, so horrible comedy, you know, mm-hmm. like just the worst. You double you know? down. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, how do, how do you? It's always been the final. How do you parody something or just do an impression of it? Mm-hmm. Uh, parody. I think you got to just go above and beyond and kind of make fun of it and show what's funny about it. You got you got to show it what's funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Also, it's playing it as straight as you possibly can because the writing sort of takes care of itself. So mm-hmm. if you just play it so genuine and say the words so genuinely, it's funny, like, oh, shit, like, the girls are saying these things. This yes. is crazy. Like, yeah. that, that's what makes it funny as well. I mean, it's different for you because, you know, you're a dog. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you no know. you're right. It's totally a yeah. tribute to Bob and Tobley. They mm-hmm. are parody writers. Uh, they're geniuses at it. You mm-hmm. know, they've gotten some practice and so so you're absolutely right. Their lines are, are, are the way to go. Yeah, all you got to do is deliver their lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the trick with writing it, too, is it has to come from a real place, and it has to come from a place of love. Like, And we, we do love Full House. We grew up on it. We're just like, when we're watching the show, we're like, wow, this is so ridiculous. Like, no family acts like this. And there are no gays in the town. And, like, <laughs> in San Francisco, there's not one gay character. And, like, all those ridiculous things, like, you have to point out, like, how quickly they got rid of the eating disorder and it's just like looking at this fictional world through a you know a real world prism and being like wow that's really really fucked up mm-hmm. yeah. yeah we're we're slowly we're getting closer in season 4 to the episode where Stephanie learns about physical abuse <laughs> and it's just shocking that it's like what made the people in the writers room decide like this is fine like we're the kind of show that can deal with this in 20 minutes and we're done and it's be funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh good lord Meg, I, I don't know, how, how did you come about approaching that genre and that material? Oh, man. I just try not to take anything too seriously, mm-hmm. especially with Jodie Sweetin's arc as a human being. Like, she went through so much shit, mm-hmm. and I, like, we're parodying that. So I'm like, I can't, at least in the finale, like, I can't play that seriously. There's no way to do that, because then it would feel like a specific attack. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be more from a place of, like, I love her and I love her character and I love everything she did. I've just had to like make it my own and have fun with it and just not take it too seriously. Yeah, it sounds like you're referencing that line you have to walk between yeah. like you don't want to like be subserving it to the material and be like, no no no, Full House is actually a really great show. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like you don't want to go the other way and like be like condescending, I guess. Like for people who are like there's all kinds of people who are in the audience tonight who clearly were just Obsessed with the show, yeah. mm-hmm. and they like got all of the references, like the mm-hmm. fucking teddy bear song, which we just, <laughs> we just saw that episode recently. And I was like, I, it's like a wave hit me in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it it does a good job of catering to all of the different kinds of fans, right? Mm-hmm. Those who love it or hate it, yeah, like, you're gonna enjoy this. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Full House just is a phenomenon, and it's coming back. That Netflix show is happening, which is so insane. Really the, convenient. Yeah, the, the <laughs> Lifetime movie that just came out. 
Yeah, that was crazy. Which uh, this show had better wigs than that movie did. Uh, <laughs> the wigs in that movie are mind blowing, psychotic. Um, but wh- why? I'm just curious. Why do you think Full House has stuck around so long? Like, what about it has kept it in people's minds? I think it's just it's so earnest, and it's so earnest in its attempt. There's nothing sarcastic about it. There's nothing fake. And I feel like, you know, families who have children can show their children the show. Mm-hmm. And, like, the other thing, too, is, like, every member of the cast has remained in the public eye mm-hmm. since the show has ended. And they, some for good reasons, some for <laughs> not. But, like, you're, you're always obsessed with these, these people, like the Olsons or, you know, Bob Saget and, like, his horrible stand-up comedy. Like, you're just so curious about them. So I feel like people are just, they've never wanted to let go. And you don't, you don't ever want to let go of your childhood. That's why there's so much 90s nostalgia right now with the current, like, 20-something generation. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, remember when we did this way back when in the 90s? It's crazy. <laughs> and then everyone and in the room goes, yeah. <laughs> we, I was there as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, Gilmore Girls has come back, too. I know. How crazy is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, I just started watching that, and, like, I'm in season four of that, and I, yeah. I can see, yeah, why people would want these things to come back so badly. Yeah. So considering that, you know, a lot of the cast members, too, worked on Bayside, mm-hmm. um, what is something else, like, another... 90s show that like is rattling around in your head as like uh, like what would you love to see like filtered through this style if it means giving something away in terms of like your development please keep that locked up tight (laughs) (laughs) I feel that's necessary but I was just curious like what other shows you guys think would work well through this style I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any other show we want to do. Well, you're right so now. you're so steeped in <laughs> at this point. Well, wouldn't it be? Yeah, I mean, it would be like a family show, like Family Ties, or a school show, like Nine Hundred Two and O. I mean, you're either in school, but but, 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 but we already do a school show, which yeah. is Bayside, and it's a family show. Mm-hmm. What else can you do besides family and school? Night Court? I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> Night Court. That'd be fun. Maybe Night, Night Court, Bob. Night Court's a great show. Great show. Can't make fun of a great show. Oh, you know, see? Can't awesome. make fun of a great yeah. show, right? Be something so terrible. So, like, what? I don't know. Any we, ideas? Uh, well, we just realized that halfway through, not ha- almost halfway through this ex- experience that we're doing, mm-hmm. like, we just, we talked to so many people about, like, Family Matters and how that show, like, just took such a hard left turn. Right. With like, the it was, yeah, it was supposed to be like supposed to be like the Cosby Show, but like more working class, yeah. and then robots and <laughs> trips to the past for pirate times and all that. I I, I don't know. I, I just think that the well is so deep, and I, I liked. Uh, there's a lot of uh, parody material in Chicago as well, yeah. and I like talking to people about. Uh, I know that there's a team that put on Alien Queen, which is uh, the first two Alien films with the music of Queen, and <laughs> an idea that they thought that about amazing. doing, and I think it uh, honestly should be done, is Back to the Future, which, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you do, that needs to be done, yes. oh my I mean, you do, if, if I could turn back time, and then what else do you do? <laughs> Like, what is that, the act one closer? And then everyone's like, we're good. We we heard the song. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, thank you guys again for uh, sitting down with us. It really means a lot. Uh, The show is fantastic. Um, how, How long is the run? Uh, through December right now, but hopefully longer. Fantastic. Well, I've heard it's going to be longer, and I heard and uh, perhaps Bayside might come back, might so you can back. see that too. You'll be excited about that too. And yeah. the production yeah. started in Toronto, right? Uh, we went up to, to Toronto to preview it, but the plan was always to open up here. Like this is our home. Okay, we sure. love this theater. We love being in the East Village. The show is very, very much. <sighs> East Village mentality. It's oh, yes. dirty. It's raunchy. Yeah. It really crosses every line that we could. 
Which is why, like, Toronto didn't really like us, but, like, East Village, just die in East Village. I was just about to ask, like, did it, like, did it seem like there was the same kind of audience here They were a little, yeah. A little more reserved. I mean, well. Well, they were expecting maybe something. They've never seen anything like a Bob and Tom show. Okay. I mean. Who has? There were some people who very clearly liked it, Mm -hmm. and they were laughing the whole time, and then there were some people who very clearly hated it. Oh, that's fascinating. Because people, there were children in the audience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was just some poor advertising. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, that well, that also could just be like the classic thing of those people didn't even do the most basic of research, right? Yeah. To yes. understand, like, I mean, for crying out loud, like, I'm I'm sure the show is like slathered with labels of like this is what this is. The website this is now material. It is. Now it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was even before. Yeah, okay. How how young were the children? They uh, looked like eleven. There was or like, like some like five six year old. Oh, oh, man. Man. <laughs> and like it was always fun to really take bets. Yeah. When are they gonna walk out? Yeah. Now I would love to see a full house like touring production like that insane like I Love Lucy production that goes around the country every now and then. (laughs) Where it's like a real like this is genuine. (laughs) Um, I would go see that as well, and it would disturb me more than anything that I just saw tonight. (laughs) God, that would be creepy. Uh, Well, again, thank you guys. Thank Uh, you. At the end of the show, uh, we normally like to go around and just say everybody's name, uh, and then I say, (laughs) and we'll see you next time on. And then together as a group, we say the phrase, how rude. Oh, um, yes. So we'll begin and we'll go around like, a, like an old-fashioned <laughs> clock. Uh, so Brandon? Yeah, I'm Brandon Shockney. I'm John Pernasek. Bob McSmith. I'm Meg Halkovich. Seth Blum. I'm Marie Ivy. And we'll see you next time on How, how Rude. rude. <laughs> Seth, you did it with such a plum. <laughs> Yay! A plum from Blum. A plum from Blum. <laughs>